Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 590 for release on Sunday, June 14th, 2020. On WaveScan today, the medium wave and FM scene in South Pacific Vanuatu. We'll go back to the High Frequency Coordination Conference in Malaysia and our Philippine DX report from Henry Umarai. Back during the era of the Pacific War in the middle of last century, the islanders in the New Hebrides discovered the usefulness of radio for information and entertainment. There were even occasions when small groups of village people crowded around a radio receiver that was tuned to the American Forces radio station WVUR at Luganville on the island of Espiritu Santo. Here now is Ray Robinson with more on the medium wave and FM scene in Vanuatu. Thanks, Jeff. After the war, radio listening in various areas of the New Hebrides continued to increase due to the improving availability of radio receivers in the New Hebrides and the installation of radio broadcasting stations, both medium wave and short wave, in other islands of the South Pacific. And then with the flood of the new cheap transistor radios from Japan in the late 1950s, the reception of radio signals from afar became increasingly popular in the New Hebrides. Shortwave stations that were popular among the educated and prosperous islanders in the New Hebrides back then were Radio Australia, Radio New Zealand International, and the stations that were located in Suva, Fiji, the Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea and New Caledonia. There were occasions when the growing network of teleradio low-power communication stations, each with 15 watts on 6900 kHz, on the various islands of the New Hebrides, presented, in brief, what we might call radio programming. However, the New Hebrides needed their own broadcasting stations, and somewhere around the year 1960, three enterprising Frenchmen in Port Vila took a novel approach to this matter. A new radio programme was prepared by this threesome. They were successful businessman Pierre Bourgeois, prominent political leader Georges Milne, and the influential Catholic priest Zerge, shortwave. The World Radio TV Handbook editions for both 1961 and 1962 do list a folklore music programme from Radio Numia at 0715 UTC, 6.15pm local time, though it lists them on Thursdays, not on Wednesdays. A theme song for this locally assembled radio programme was written and sung by a village musician whose home and language was on the island of Ifira in Port Vila Bay. The words tell the story, like in a parable, of a group of crabs on a sandy beach putting their arms around each other and forming a circle. This theme song in the Ifira language was called Carvali Calico, and the program became known as Radio Carvali Calico. Radio Vila in the New Hebrides was on the air only on shortwave for 10 years before the first medium wave transmitter was inaugurated. It's understood that the first medium wave transmitter on the air in Vanuatu was a small temporary and therefore probably quite informal unit in Port Vila that was installed by the Australian radio engineer Ken Maynard. 
The first reference in the World Radio TV handbook for a government medium wave station in Vanuatu is in the 1975 edition, and the station is listed as Radio Vila under the call sign YJB, with 1 kilowatt on 1420 kHz in Malapoa, near the national capital Port Vila. Subsequent frequencies have been 1422 kHz and 1125 kHz, and subsequent power levels have been 2 and 10 kilowatts. Medium wave station YJB was transferred from Malapoa to M10 Lagoon in 1995. A regional medium wave station was established near San Michel Mission Station, three miles southwest of Luganville on Espiritu Santo Island in 1995. This station was listed with 2 kilowatts and subsequently with 10 kilowatts on 1179 kHz, and programming was generally a relay from Radio Vanuatu at M10 Lagoon, Port Vila. Though off the air at present due to cyclones and technical problems, attempts are underway to reactivate this station. Over the years, there have been suggestions for installing additional medium-wave stations throughout Vanuatu in an endeavour to provide satisfactory radio coverage of all 82 islands. Half a dozen of the larger islands have been suggested as suitable locations, though thus far medium-wave stations have been installed on only two of these islands, the capital city island, Efate, and the largest island, Espiritu Santo. The first FM station in Vanuatu was installed by the aforementioned Ken Maynard, and this was a small informal 5-watt unit in his home in Port Vila, with the antenna attached to the top of the neighbouring water tower. The first official FM station, with 15 watts on 98 MHz, was inaugurated in Port Vila in 1982. Since then, nearly a dozen additional FM stations – government, political, commercial, religious and community – have been installed on more than half a dozen islands. Six of these FM stations have been installed as satellite relay stations with programming on behalf of major world government organisations. Just as a matter of international interest, we list these foreign FM relay stations as follows – the BBC World Service has two stations, one in Port Vila on Efate Island on 99 MHz with 250 watts, and the other in Luganville on Espiritu Santo Island, also on 99 MHz with 250 watts. Radio France International has a station in Port Vila on Efate Island on 100 MHz with 200 watts. Radio Australia also has a station in Port Vila on Efate Island on 103 MHz with 200 watts. China Radio International has a station in Port Vila on Efate Island on 102 MHz, and they also have a station at Lakatoro on Malakula Island on 106 MHz. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Today we return to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where the A20 conference of the HFCC, Shortwave Frequency Planning Group, took place at the end of February this year. Jerry Plummer of WWCR and the Caribbean Beacon joins me now for the final part of our review of day three of the conference. This was recorded back in late January. One of the interesting things that came out of this meeting is, uh, you know, there were various stations represented there from mm -hmm. different parts of the world. Right. And um, I think we came to a consensus that many of us, many shortwave broadcasters would be willing to sort of seed certain amounts of airtime 
to, to emergency broadcasts. Right, such as this virus. You exactly. Know? Uh, and if you think about it in a way, and I don't know, you and I have started to look at it a little bit, but how do you let people, and, and for example, in Africa or areas of the world that aren't able to get internet, how do you let them know about this virus, you know? Yeah, and, and I heard that just the, the today, the first uh, case of the coronavirus in Latin America was found in, in Brazil. So, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't just know a few that. hours ago, I think. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, Dwayne, uh, one of the IBB guys, right? I, they've changed their name. U.S. You know. Agency for yeah. Global Media yeah, now? <laughs> yeah, he said that the first um, uh, U.S. citizen, a soldier in South Korea, uh, was okay. reported today. And apparently, isn't it true that Milan, Italy, has got a lot of that sort of thing? Well, Sergio uh, Salvatore from Vatican Radio mm-hmm. here uh, was telling uh, Thais, my wife, that uh, his daughter moved up to Venice recently and that they're pretty much locked down now. Wow, yeah. wow. Because of the coronavirus. Wow, because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, a lot of us, if we had a little bit more... Uh, usage or, you know, actually if we, and I know you and I are, are starting to look at it now, but if we can find where some of these disaster relief organizations are doing any kind of streaming or podcast, then we could throw that on those IRDR. So we decided to start contacting organizations like the World Health Organization, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, right. United Nations Radio, to see what kind of uh, material might be available. Yeah, there may some, there may be some out there already. Uh, you, know, it's, you know, particularly some timely news, you know, but I think you're uh, doing some initial work this afternoon. You you weren't real pleased with what you saw so far. Not, not from United Nations Radio. It seems like their their radio programming has been cut back somewhat from what they used to do. I think we used to broadcast back. some of their... Pro- I think you did, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah, years right. ago. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, maybe we can work with them in some way. We'll see. <laughs> well, at any rate... Uh, the whole function of this group of experts is, I think, I believe, is to try to unearth ideas like this mm-hmm. and try to do something with them. That's right. So, you know, maybe it's a good thing that we we can find. Yeah. So um, these are the sorts of things that come out of these, these meetings, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, good minds getting together, hopefully. Bra- you know, brainstorming <laughs> like that. Experts you know. getting together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of conversation about different... And, and, again, that's one of the beauties of the HFCC is you get all these different people from different areas, different organizations uh, together, and you'd be surprised the kind of information that comes out from something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the greater good or something, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, these these conferences, uh, frequency coordination conferences, are held every uh, twice a year. Right. Generally in uh, January or February, mm-hmm. and again in August. Um, and one of our <laughs> big projects is always trying to put together future conferences. Find, oh, yeah. Find oh, places yeah. to have them in different parts of the world. Right. Right. Different sponsors, local Maybe. sponsors. Uh, find somebody to help sponsor it. It's tough. It, you know? it is. It, it is. is. Uh, but we have had some volunteers, and, and the yeah. next few meetings are kind of getting well, well, set almost, in stone, I'm, right? Really, you're set in stone. I think yeah. the next three are just about set in stone. And it's interesting that yeah. you've actually got people beyond that that are mm-hmm. waiting to do this, you know. Uh, That's right. Our, our next conference in August, uh, the B20 conference, uh, we'll be in Bulgaria. Yeah, Sofia. And yeah. Uh, we have uh, Vinci yeah. uh, Gergia from Spaceline, mm-hmm. which uh, operates the old Radio Bulgaria transmitters. Yeah, yeah, it sure uh, does. Yeah. There. 
Yeah, they're going to be hosting. He did that, I think, 2014, 2015, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're ready to go. And I think you were having very good luck uh, talking to the people at the hotels because it's the same people and they remember us. You That's know? right. We had the same hotel, hotel last time. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then our A21 conference, mm-hmm. uh, We I think we finally got finalized. I think so, um, yeah. Looks like the first week in February mm-hmm. in um, in Tunisia. In Tunisia and mm-hmm. Tunis, yeah. And uh, uh, that's they're, where they're, the uh, a, uh, Arab States Broadcasting Union yeah. That's yeah, where they headquarters yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're building, an, uh, they're in the process of building a hotel there, aren't they, I think? That's right. Yeah. It, uh, they're building the Asbu Hotel, I yeah, think, right yeah. in front of the, uh, old, the Asbu building. Which yeah, we, we were we, there. Well, yeah, they were just starting construction when we were there. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. A couple of years ago. Now, I doubt it'll be ready this this first time. You know, this next year at this time, but it's going to be getting close to ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they said it might even be be ready in, uh, in January, possibly in January. January yeah. So we'll we'll get to check that out. Yeah, that. Um, uh, and then uh, for the third, like you say. Mm-hmm three in a row for um, well, that would be what we would call what B21 that's right in August uh, 2021 right mm-hmm. that would be uh, Australia that's right uh, uh, the where, Australian uh, Gold Coast the Gold Coast mm-hmm. yeah yeah where uh, Reach Beyond Australia has been kind enough to uh, uh, offer to mm-hmm. do another one of those Place you, right ever, on you, the ever beach. Been, you ever been to the Gold Coast? No, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't either. I haven't either uh, no. it, uh, it's it's beachfront area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, surfing, surfing paradise. I well, guess that's, that's what I understand. Uh, maybe not at that time of year, though. <laughs> no, but it's to the south of where we were last time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Always, so the yeah. weather should be fairly decent. Uh, even I think at it that would, time yeah, of year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he has promised another Barbie, uh, as the Australians call it. <laughs> shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> yes, yeah, shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's uh, a good good thing for the HFCC that it shows some growth and uh, continuity that we have at least the next three with people wanting to do them and wanting to mm-hmm. uh, commit to that. And there's uh, two more behind that uh, that are, are looking, yeah. looking pretty good. So, it, again, it shows continuity. And the whole key of helping find, finding somebody to help sponsor us is it eases the, uh, the uh, ability to have all these delegates together. Mm-hmm. And that's where the action is. Is there's no doubt that's uh, so. That's kind of that's that's a pretty promising picture. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are just about at the end of the uh, coordination time today. Mm-hmm. Uh, things wrap up around 5 p.m. local time here right, in, right. In, in Malaysia. Uh, but we do have uh, one more activity on the agenda today. That's right. We do. Uh, we always we try. It depends on cost and things mm-hmm. like that, but. We always try to have a uh, dinner for all the people at, uh, at these different ones. And sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. Uh, but we've got one tonight. Strangely enough, Spanish, I believe, is uh, sort of the theme. It's uh, Well, you know, the hotel we're at here is called the Melia Hotel. It's a, it's a Spanish chain from mm-hmm. Spain. And some of the Melia hotels have started putting in Spanish restaurants. This wasn't was that where uh, Buenos Aires? Wasn't that a? That's right. Our yeah, last, uh, yeah. our last conference. That's right. You weren't there, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, that was the same. Uh, it it yeah, was at the really? Melia Hotel, but I don't think we had a Spanish restaurant at that one. Wow, that's um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 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 so that's that's where the the dinner's going to be with uh, lots of paella and. Uh, Spanish tortilla española yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a little thing called papas arrugadas. <laughs> what is which that? Are, it literally means wrinkled potatoes. Wrinkled they are, potatoes? They are little small potatoes, maybe an inch or so long. Right. And they're 
they look like they're wrinkled. Wow. And you dip them in this uh, sort of spicy sauce, and it's a specialty of the Canary Islands, which wow. is part of Spain. Yeah, which is part of Spain, yeah. And the uh, just so happens that the food and beverage manager here is from the Canary Islands. So you're so, going to have yeah. wrinkled potatoes. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's a good way, too, to get all of the attendees together, you know, at, at one time. Yeah. And that way, not only are you working, you know, but you're playing, so to speak. You know, you eat together, you mm -hmm. talk together. And, and, you know, you'd be surprised some of the things that you hear in conversations when you get all these different mm -hmm. nationalities together, you know. And people get together, and, and inevitably, because of the things we have in common, discuss business, you know, even at a, oh, yeah. uh, a social event. Yeah. And so... Because uh, uh, hey, it's okay to talk business like that because it's in a, a fun mm -hmm. sort of way. And, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of hard to see, get around too many people that speak that language, so to speak, mm -hmm. that we do, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, I know at school, it's hard for me to just get people to understand what shortwave is, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And here, you can talk about pretty much in-depth, you know, all types of... of you know, it's not, like I've told you before, Jeff, most of these people here have forgot more about shortwave than I know, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're going to have that tonight. I'm looking forward to having a, that's a good gathering, yeah. I am too. Okay, well, uh, uh, so it's been another good day here in uh, Kuala Lumpur. And, uh, oh, I forgot to ask you, has there been any change in the governmental stuff uh, for <laughs> Malaysia? I don't know. Yesterday we had... Um, the resignation of the prime minister, right. and then he was uh, reappointed, <laughs> reappointed, reappointed yeah. temporarily yeah. Yeah. until they find another one. And uh, uh, it, it sounds like, from from what I've read briefly, that it's going it's sort of a crisis, mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to go on for a long time. So you know, uh, okay, <laughs> I, I hadn't heard anything, but I know you're at the center of all the. Uh, uh, the focal point of the news. Of, uh, well, it doesn't seem to be affecting us here at the no, HSCC no, any, no, anyway. No, no. All right, we're good at that. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate you filling me in on that. All right. Talk to you soon. Jerry Plummer, Frequency Manager for WWCR in Tennessee, was speaking with me there at the HFCC A20 Frequency Conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, at the end of February. We still have one more day of the meeting to discuss on the next edition of WaveScan. But right now, let's go to the Philippines. Here's Henry Abrahai with some DX news for you. Hello, everyone. To our dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are, welcome to the June 14th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 159. I'm Henry Omaday in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back, and thank you for listening. Reception logs for May 2020, May 3, Radio Taiwan International, 15320 in English, from Tainan at 0310, SIO444, May 11, NHK Radio Japan, on 13680 in Japanese, from Yamata, at 2209, SIO333, May 11, Adventist World Radio, on 12040 in English, from Agat Guam, at 2211, SIO444. May 11, Adventist World Radio on 11955 in Indonesian from Guam. At 1221, SIO333. May 11, Voice of Korea on 15105 in English from Kujang. At 0532, SIO323. May 18, Radio New Zealand International on 11850 in English from Rajitaki at 1220. SAO333 May 18 Voice of Mongolia on 12085 in English from Ulan Batar at 0945 SAO433 May 18 Voice of Vietnam on 9840 in English from Suntai 
at 1000 SIO 333 May 18 BBC World Service on 11895 in English from Singapore at 1005 SIO 444 May 19 China Radio International on 12070 in Filipino from Shanchandi Province at 11.47 SAO444, May 19, China Radio International. On 11.905 in English, from Beijing. At 0.911 SAO444, May 20, KNLS New Life Station. On 9.580 in English, from Anchor Point, Alaska. At 10.35 SAO444, May 20, KNLS New Life Station. On 7. 355 in English from Angkor Point, Alaska at 12.09 SAO 333 and May 25 WEWN on 12.065 in English from Bandaber, Alabama, USA at 12.10 SAO 333 Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs and informations to PilipinasDX at Chiahoo.com That's P-I- L-I-P-I-N-A-S-D-X for Pilipinas DX at Yahoo.com This has been Henry Umaday for Wayscan in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, Central Philippines saying mabuhay at maraming salamat po. Thank you very much, Henry. Joe Jacob, our regular reporter in India, tells us about a ham course at the University of Madras. says, for the first time in the history of Indian universities, a ham radio course is being introduced by the Department of Journalism and Communication at the University of Madras. This is an elective course offered by Dr. T. Jaisak Tival, who is also a ham operator with the call sign VU3UOM. Students from more than 75 different departments in the university will be able to take this course as an elective. Five different units are covered, including the basic electronics and the rules and regulations for ham radio. Students simultaneously take the ASOC exam, that's the Amateur Station Operator Certificate exam, and they get their ham ticket as well. Further details about the course can be obtained from Dr. T. Jaisak Tibel, who's Assistant Professor at the Department of Journalism and Communication at the University of Madras in Chennai, India. Uh, there is an email address for information. It's ardicdxclub at yahoo.co.in. Once again, ardicdxclub at yahoo.co.in. And Hans Johnson sends us an item from the website of Sunset Solutions. Uh, saying Radio Kahuzi is on shortwave. This is an item about a couple who are taking uh, suitcases full of equipment from Sunset Solutions in Elkhart, Indiana, to the Democratic Republic of Congo. This was a critical shipment for upgrading Radio Kahuzi's studio equipment from analog to digital. The new stu- digital studio equipment has led to greater outreach in the Democratic Republic of Congo, which has been especially timely during the COVID-19 outbreak. The frequency they're using on shortwave is 6210 kilohertz. 
have a little bit more information about Radio Kahuzi here uh, from their website. Since 1992, Richard and Kathy McDonald have been the voice of God's love, hope, and peace to thousands living in the war-torn region of the Democratic Republic of Congo, formerly Zaire, and the bordering nations. They have been serving as missionaries with Believers Express Service Incorporated since 1986. The founding of Radio Kahuzi was in July of 1991, so it's been on the air for 40 years now. And uh, Richard and Kathy McDonald have endured mortar attacks on their radio station, faced the barrel of a gun, and suffered hardships for Christ. Radio Kahuzi was named for Mount Kahuzi, the well-known home of the Silverback Mountain Gorillas in the Kahuzi National Game Park, which is the highest peak in Kivu province. Radio Kahuzi is a Christian radio station established by Richard and Kathy McDonald, who've been broadcasting the gospel from Bukavu in the DRC since Christmas Eve of 1992 on FM 91.1 MHz, ministering to a city of over 250,000 people and beyond Bukavu to a potential audience of 3 million souls in Kivu province. A shortwave transmitter on 6210 kHz was added in February 2001. With the addition of a 1,000-watt shortwave transmitter, they say they're reaching a large portion of Central Africa and beyond, with a potential audience of an additional 10 million listeners. Believers Express Service Incorporated, BESI, was founded in 1986. HCJB World Radio signed on as partners to provide the transmitter equipment in 1991. The studio and FM transmitter were presented to the McDonald's in June 1992. The ultimate goal is to form a national network and an international shortwave outlet from Bukavu. Since 1992, with the help of partner Galcom International in Canada, they've distributed over 17,500 Galcom solar-powered fixed-tuned radios to some of the most devastated and remote villages. God has given us a wonderful open door using FM and shortwave radio to broadcast the gospel of the grace of God to countries and peoples unreached by other means, they say. scan today with a traditional song from the Philippines called Kuratsa. This type of music is also known as a Filipino waltz. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, we return to the radio scene in Paraguay, South America. More from the HFCC in Malaysia and our Bangladesh DX report as well. Several QSL cards are available for this program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. 
Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Thank you.